Hello and welcome to Understanding Science Communication Podcast. This is episode number 23. I am Ratan and this is the fifth time I am recording the intro because of all the fumbling that I have been doing, all the doubts that I have been thinking and doubting and I have lost the way, I've lost some (laughs) skills of speaking I guess which happened quite a lot in last interview I did with Phil Donahue, a professor from University of Bristol, which happened on Thursday, where I... Um, the interview was fun, I loved it, but uh, not uh, what I did. Um, really couldn't, ans- couldn't ask any questions um, that were not already written down, could not think on my feet, felt like a lot of um, things were up in the air and I had to stick to the script in a lot of ways and I was fumbling a lot as well so I had to re-record a lot of things but this episode is not about that, this episode is about the project, the project, the the thesis, the, the, the science communication project the 60 credit big thing that we have to do and let's discuss because we have to submit the proposal on 6th july Um, a lot of work needs to be done before that lots of work needs to be done before that so let's discuss let's let's see let's see let's see how I've already discussed my project quite a lot of times on this podcast, but I'll do it again because I know a lot of people have been, new people have been listening, which is nice to see. Um, the project, the, 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 the core, the core idea of the project is learning from your peers, learning from your, from the other students. And I had this idea, WikiLearn, which I've, I think I've talked about a hundred times in various podcasts and videos and um, things like that but the central idea is is uh, focusing on peer-to-peer learning student-to-student learning there are some uh, some advantages to that there are some uh, some ways in which that helps and all those ideas that I've been talking about and this is what happened. I came across uh, Lev and Wenger, uh, Jean Lev and Etienne Wenger, their research for the last 30 years that they have been doing about um, cognitive apprenticeship and um, community of practice. And I listened to them. I read their research. I read their essays. I listened to their talks on on YouTube and I realized it is really close to the idea of wiki learn of course much 
more elaborate with a lot of um, thinking behind it and work done and data behind their model but some of the things literally all of the things that i had thought about uh, were a part of this um, this research which is quite exciting because first of all it means that i've been at least if not original thinking correctly i'm not completely off my meds um so to speak i'm still in the ballpark of have making some sense my initial idea um holds water because it has been um echoed by the the research base all the the the, the back the back story and um, which feels nice but also i realize that I have my i have no originality i mean yeah it's um, it's naive to think that it's easy to be original it is quite hard and uh, and most of the times if your idea is good it will already have been thought of before so i can take solace in the fact that i at least came up with something that was a part of i'd already been a part of uh, research but the interesting part is that i've been i've been reading essays from 30 years ago and they had already done so much research 30 years ago this was when i was 5 the the last paper that i read was had so many similarities to what i was thinking about and that paper is from 1991 by this was the paper i was just reading today and i still have to finish it a little bit left um about 30% left and i'll read it of course and uh, and um what is the what is the title of this Cognitive apprenticeship making thinking visible by Alan Collins, John Seely Brown, and Anne Holm. They are an <clears throat> they, and of course the 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 the, the, the previous the ch- the previous paper that I've been also reading by Etienne Wenger. Very fascinating guy. His his talk on YouTube is. quite elaborate talks a lot about uh, all these ideas and the question is this is the question this is the this is this is the the central point well they talk about how first of all the, the idea of inter- internship not internship apprenticeship apprenticeship itself is quite fascinating it's it's an idea it's an idea of in contrast to school it's in inf- school learning um, it's it's informal learning as compared to formal school learning so communities where there are experts there are people who are uh, the the masters the masters the maestros the mestres they are they know the whole process they have been doing it for years and they have uh, people working for them who are learning and who are learning on the job that's pretty much it that is the apprenticeship model and there are a lot 
of interesting qualities to such an uh, such a way of learning um which can be um taken in and seen to be interesting for uh, oneself what am i talking about i am uh, i should be doing this podcast more often so that i don't lose my ability to speak normal sentences um regrettably i suffer from laziness and uh, this has been two weeks now Ex- almost exactly two weeks since i well more i think more than two weeks since i uh, uploaded a podcast um i should be doing it like twice a week not once in two weeks bi-weekly the idea of bi-weekly i've i've taken it the opposite of what i intended but that's okay because we are here now and think of the present uh, time is now we have in the etienne wenger's paper it talks about uh, these the people who are central to like wine tasters he gives exa- example of wine tasters wine tasting and um, understanding what each wine consists so that's that's a field of study if you come from the outside and try to get involved you'll realize quite quickly that your experience your personal experience of wine tasting does not match the social competence of the group that is already present that is already tasting those wines and figuring out oh wow there is some purple on the nose on this wine and there is some berries from the forest and some chocolate things like that the the, the social competence does not match the personal experience and there that's the first place where learning can happen according to Etienne Wenger even within the groups even within the group of wine tasters people have been making advancements um, let's say finding out new ways of expressing what they experience taking the wine tasting into new directions adding new flavors to their descriptions so there is all always still even within the group there is some difference between what is already present the social competence the the the, the environment and the personal experience so this this always this um, this tug of war between social competence and personal experience that defines that, that that triggers learning that that is responsible for learning that's the first thing etienne wenger says it says a lot of things i i'm only going to talk about a few things because i don't remember all of them this is comp- so the, these 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 wine tasters are, they, they are part of they, they are a community of practice they are a community of practice and their community of you can do three things to participate in this community of practice you, there are three modes of participation 
for example, a nation can also be a community of practice in some ways. A nation, a national, uh, it's, it's really related to the Harari's idea, Yuval Noah Harari's idea of stories as he talks about in Sapiens. Um, it's an imaginary concept, a nation. It only lives in people's minds. It's not really a thing in the in the physical world. It is um, a political concept, and it is it requires imagination. It requires imagination. That's one way you can understand or interact, sorry, one way you can interact with uh, a, a community of practice. Uh, the first way we've already seen uh, engagement, doing things together, that's one way. And the third way is alignment. You're trying to align your local um, um, align yourself or your your practice to the whole of practice these 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 are the these things come out of his paper i'm not really sure how i can use it use them how i can make sense of them for my project yet and that question is still open and tomorrow i have a meeting another meeting with my supervisor kathy who will explain to me how i guess who will teach tell me something that i can use the second paper that i just opened up what which was of the, the cognitive apprenticeship making thinking visible this term making thinking visible is quite interesting it is what um, I've been thinking of when I think of wiki learn you explain your thought process your, th your thought process you th make it visible to the people who are explaining things to so that they can learn something from you this paper by Alan Collins, John John Seely Brown, and Anne Holm, they do talk about um, these these ways of making thinking visible. Now, the first example that I gave you, the apprenticeship, it was uh, a traditional apprenticeship. If let's say you are a tailor in, um, you're learning to be a tailor. You'll work for another tailor, a master tailor, who will teach you slowly. As he'll give you a task, he, she, she will give you tasks and slowly um, guide you through the whole quagmire. And you will learn some things. There are, there are. Uh, what were the four things? Yes, the, these are the four things. The teaching will happen through modeling, scaffolding, fading, and coaching. Modeling is just a way to just show, just show the students what the task is. Just completely do in front of them, completely model it in front of them, show it in front of them. Um, a lot of learning in traditional apprenticeship happens when learners watch others at work. Second is scaffolding. Scaffolding is basically slowly just putting scaffolds around to make it easy, just to give the 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 the, the apprentice one small task within this whole um, this whole um, ecosystem, but still have it in context. 
right? The, the the context is visible. Okay, this task is not a fake task. It's a real task. It's a real order that you have to fulfill. But of course, you can't do everything. You, you so the, the, let's say, for example, the 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 cloth has already cut for you. The it is already um, understood what you have to do. It's it's explained to you properly. You're given the machine in front of you, and it's set and set everything for you. And you just have to do one small step. And all these things are scaffoldings around. Third part is fading. Then when scaffolding has happened, slowly the scaffolding will be removed, faded out, fading, faded out of view so that you can, the, the more and more responsibilities can fall on the apprentice. And the fourth thing is coaching. Coaching is the thread that runs through everything. It's about giving the whole experience of the of the whole enterprise uh, the challenges and the and the, the the what tasks to choose what hints what what things can what hints can help them what scaffolding is required what how how was the activity uh, how was the performance of the apprentice evaluate that any problems diagnose them challenge them and offer encouragement and give feedback and uh, structure the way they do things and work on their weaknesses and uh, just oversee the whole process of a student's learning is the idea so that is traditional apprenticeship but here the paper is not talking about that. The paper is talking about cognitive, cognitive apprenticeship. Cognitive apprenticeship is about those ways, those areas which require thinking, not just doing, because that all that is visible. How the the way you cut a piece of cloth and the way you sew it, it's quite visible. Thinking is invisible. A lot of cognitive tasks require a lot of thinking. Cognitive internship is an effort to try to make all that visible to the apprentice so that the same process can happen with those tasks that require that thinking aspect. Now, having said all that, not having said all that, just in conclusion, I, wish, I should say, in conclusion, let's keep it short for now. It's, it's, we'll come back again. It's 18 minutes already gone. In conclusion, I must say that this is perfectly aligned to what I've been thinking all through. Make thinking visible while you are communicating science. Make thinking visible when you are teaching someone about science. Make your own understanding visible. Share that understanding with the person, with the other people. And that ha will have effects on how they learn right so how can we use it the, for the project how can i use this thing for my project i still have no idea uh, i'll keep digging in i have a meeting tomorrow i'll think of that what to say in that meeting what to how what maybe i'll read more about uh, levenlanger's work what have they been doing since 
um, in the last few years and is it real is it it's all about education right now but how to use it to communicate science better maybe include some idea of using it as a way to create a community of practice for science communicators right talking to creators different creators and asking them to make their thinking visible when they make new videos on science communication or maybe ask scientists to make their thinking visible when they are finding something new when they are researching or something new so all these ideas are in my mind i have been talking for long and i know you're not listening anymore um, i hope you are though because this is uh, um really important to me and thanks for listening i'll talk to you next time hopefully soon not two weeks from now but let's say two days from now hopefully let's see after the meeting bye bye ciao 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 namaskar